The Con Guy Show, the official program of theconguy.com, is heard on the We Be Geeks Collective and on Sci-Fi.Radio. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey, hey, we're Monkeying Around, a podcast about the monkeys. Almost 12 years old. Davy Jones was it for me. <laughs> I was having problems dancing and tambourining. I got overzealous and overly excited. Like we've had our own little version of Monkey Mania 50 years later, which is just crazy. Be sure to like and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and monkeyingaround.com. There we go. Welcome to the Con Girls podcast. Podcast. We are just girls in the clubhouse tonight. We are going to be talking House of the Dragon, Hocus Pocus 2, Trick or Treat is in theaters for the first time ever, and we don't have any boys to discuss it. It's just the girls because it is the con girls, and we are totally on the fly, improving everything tonight, honest opinions from the point of view of three strong and beautiful women, and also Danae is there. So why don't we introduce ourselves, starting with you guys, because that's what Jim always does. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just like, and also Danae is there, but you're part of the three dork. <laughs> I know, that was the joke, Emily. <laughs> I love you so much. Um, I'm Emily, um, I'm Gibson Girl on social media and stuff, and I'm one of the con girls, and I'm only a con girl, I'm not on the con guy because I'm not invited, but that's okay. I'd rather be with all the girls anyway. Um, and I am one person who actually grew up watching Hocus Pocus, the original. And so I have that point of view coming from me from our that side because everybody else doesn't <laughs> on the podcast tonight. <laughs> and Katie's busy doing something. Sorry, I had realized that I didn't put your name on the, on the info, so Rude. I apologize. Uh, I am Katie, aka Katie Christine. Uh, we are a longtime member of the Con Guys, more recently a Con Girl. Uh, I've been a Con Girl since we started the Con Guys, but now we have our own channel because you know, who wouldn't want to watch three lovely ladies? Girls rule and boys um, rule. Also, the final girl. If you guys tune into our other show, The Scare Guy, it is spooky season, which is why we want to talk trick or treat. And yeah, uh, final girl. But I think we're all. I think we would all do fairly okay. Well, I don't know. Danae, when you introduce yourself, tell us how you think you would do as a final girl. Emily, how would you do? How would I do? Yeah. What's the final girl again? The girl who lives at the end. The final oh, girl. yeah. You know I'd kick butt. I was going to say the other word, but I don't so know you would survive. To... You would survive. <laughs> exactly. We all know this. <laughs> I'm a badass. Yeah. Katie, how would you do as a final girl? I think it depends on the situation and the people that I'm with. Um, if it comes to, like, running for my life, I would like to say that I would run like my life dependent on it. Um, I don't know. I don't know how my adrenaline would kick in. It's really hard to say. I would like to say I would be a final girl, but I don't I know. mean, everybody would like to be. So I don't know. <laughs> oh, I love it. And I am Danae. You can find me on Instagram at D-N-A-Y-S. I am a writer and comedian in Los Angeles. You can see my comedy on TikTok at Danae Sams. Um, I'm not sure how I would do as a final girl because I... I mean, just ask my roommate. You don't want to jump scare me because I will hit you in the face with a shoe. I feel like I would be, I wouldn't be the final girl. Like, 
I would be the friend that bails in act one of the film and then isn't around anymore. <laughs> like, I'm like, ah, oh, no, it's your own fault. You got into those mess. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going camping in the middle of the woods. What's wrong with you people? I mean, I wouldn't uh, be camping either because I don't like camping, but yeah. if it came down to it, if someone was coming after me, I'd pull out a sword or something or a machete and just go after them. I think I, I think we all would. I, we're all smart, strong, capable women. So um, we're going to time for nothing. Exactly. Um, before we jump right into the scary stuff, last night the eighth episode of House of the Dragon aired, and this is very exciting. It is a spinoff series from Game of Thrones. Emily, I know you just watched Game of Thrones for the first time. Um, I was excited about it because I started J Game of Thrones from the very beginning. I stuck with it till the end. And a lot of people did not like the way it ended, me included. Um, but House of the Dragon has been very different. As much as a lot of people were frustrated with Game of Thrones, we're all still watching House mm -hmm. of the Dragon, um, mostly because Matt Smith is in it. <laughs> and, yeah, um, you guys seven. just finished what? Episode three, right? Is that where you guys are? Yeah, we finished episode three. Okay, so compared to Game of Thrones, what were like your first initial reactions as to how different this show was? Do you want to go? Because you watch Game of Thrones first. Oh, sure. Okay, I'll go. <laughs> um, I so I started reaction. watching Game of Thrones, I want to say, I think around season five or something. I don't remember exactly when I started watching it. It wasn't right when it came out, but I eventually jumped on the bandwagon and was like, let's see if the show is as good as everybody says. Uh, I think in most ways it was. Um, I did not hate the finale. I did not love the finale. I gave it, I think, a 3.5 out of 5 stars. Because, like, for me, everything that happened, none of it seemed out of the ordinary for me. It all seemed to work. Um, but they did forget certain things. They did rush it. That was my one worry about it, my one negative thing about it. Um, but someone, months later, I was talking to them at work. They were looking at the Game of Thrones stuff at work. And we're talking about it because, you know, there is so much that people say they hated it, they loved it, da, da, da. And they said, no, everybody became exactly who they were either trying not to be or were destined to be. And as soon as she she said that, I went, I mean, you're not wrong. So I, I think for me, it just existed. It, it's not on the best list. It's not on the worst list. Um, but that said, going into the prequel, I was a little indifferent because I was like, to me, that chapter of my life has closed. Game of Thrones is over. I have moved on from it. I don't know how I feel about jumping back in. So the first episode, I was a little bit, you know, like, I don't know how to feel this. And then and then Matt Smith came out. Uh, and he's probably the only reason I'm still watching, which is sad. But at the same time, the Whovian in me is like, I know why I'm watching this. And that is my truth. Um, and, you know, let's see what kind of shenanigans he can get into. That's fair. I mean, for me, I mean, Matt Smith is the reason we're watching House of the Dragon. Henry Cavill is yeah. the reason I'm watching The Witcher. These studios know what they're doing when they cast men in these fantasy roles. Let's be real. I um I started watching Game of Thrones from the beginning because my brother Derek, who is also one of the con guys and is on the show a lot, he had read the books and was like, oh, man, it's like Lord of the Rings, but very dark. You're going to love it. Um, a big difference I noticed, and I talked to my roommate, Nakia, because she is also a big House of the Dragon Game of Thrones fan. Um, right from the start of Game of Thrones, 
you knew who the bad guys were. You knew who the good guys were. We loved Ned Stark. We loved Arya. We loved Jon Snow in episode one. And we also hated Jamie and Cersei in episode one. And, you know, we're already on episode, what, like, like I said, eight, I think, seven or eight of House of the Dragon. And it's still like, I don't know who I want to cheer for yet. I know yeah, um, I don't want to spoil anything for you guys, but it's like, okay, these people did some bad stuff. These people did some some good stuff, but I haven't found a character to be like, I want them to win the Game of Thrones. I want them to win the House of Dragon. <laughs> it's just like, yes, we love Matt Smith, but he's done some awful stuff. Um, we know that this is a family that is crazy. We know that they do some unsultry things as a family that people shouldn't be doing. So it's a little hard to root for somebody. Um, yeah, that's just kind of where I'm stuck at. I'm very intrigued. I'm definitely going to stay with it. But I, it's you know what I mean? I don't, don't know who I want to cheer for. Oh, look, Jim is on. Jim, what's up? We're talking House of the Dragon. Oh, yeah. I'm just stopping by for a second because I know tonight you guys are talking also about uh, Pocus Pocus, right? Yes. Oh, look at, yeah, yeah. I, I got to show you something real quick. Let me show you something real quick. We, Where are you, James Fry? We we're at a Hocus Pocus screening right now. This is kind of oh, cool. And then you're letting me record. Look at that. It's it's life size Sanderson sisters. <laughs> hey, Patty, say hi. It's Danae, Danae and Katie. <laughs> The Con Girls. Like, Con Girls. We're doing a screening of Hocus Pocus one and two, double feature. <laughs> love it. That's how we watched it. Very much. Yeah, that's how we watched it together two weeks ago. Now we did. There we go. Got to get the light back on. I'm gonna jump off here. I just thought I wanted to log in. I knew you guys were talking Hocus Pocus. Yeah. And is it Jim, Trick or Treat? Have you seen Hocus we're Pocus? Hocus Pocus too. Yeah. Yeah, but we're talking House of Dragon because I, we like it. I saw Hocus Pocus one time. When I like when it first came out, I saw it in movie theaters. This is the this is my second time seeing it as a plane flies over. I'm watching it over here in Burbank by the Burbank Airport. And, nice. Uh, and this is kind of cool. There's a bunch of people here. We're having cookouts, but uh, we're doing a double feature. Hocus Pocus Two starts immediately after this. I just wanted to say hello, everybody. Happy yeah. Halloween! The Halloween season is starting. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! All right, guys. Listen. All right, have fun. All right, we will. Uh, if you guys are still going, well. Have a good time. Talk. I, I'm gonna jump off because I have not watched all of uh, House of Dragon yet. I've watched the first two episodes. Oh, neither have we. we yeah. We've only seen the first three, so. All right. All right. <laughs> See you guys later. Bye bye. Bye, Jim. Thanks. Bye, Jim. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> there he goes. Um, cool. We could just crop that and shove it into yeah. the ho uh, Hocus Pocus later. I so House of the Dragon, where we were. Um, yeah, I don't know who I want to root for right now. I mean, that's what, fair. what about you guys? You finished three episodes. Who are you rooting for at the moment? Well, what's funny is because Katie literally was and I were talking about this literally during the third episode today while we were watching it. And Katie was like, I don't know what to think about the king. She's like, I don't know if I should like him or hate him. Like, I really don't know. Yeah. And I was like, I get that. And she mentioned something about um knowing since you know how the targaryens end up because they all crazy um which by the way my point of view from from game of thrones was because i binged it all the way through i didn't have any stops or anything didn't have to wait for anything i binged the whole thing 
I saw Daenerys come, becoming crazy. It was not a shocker to me. It wasn't to me, even though I watched it on the long haul. Not shocking yeah. to me. She crazy. Look <laughs> at her family. Her dad's the crazy king. I, I think there should have been more seeds to lead to her craziness because this was I the know. same Daenerys that when she came across like all these children that had been murdered, she was like, no, we're going to take their bodies and bury them respectfully one at a time. Well, yeah, but she had those times, but she yes. still had those moments where you're just like, I mean, I understand her wanting to kill like an abusive family member or like, I mean, she didn't kill him. Yeah. Cal Drogo did. But I mean, I think I felt it was rushed in the final season to make her seem crazy, which yes, it tracks because her dad was crazy. Um, I, I think it was also shocking that. as hell. Yeah. I never thought I think that. just how quickly Jon Snow sided with her because he was very much like, no, I will not bend the knee. And then they had a one night fling and he was like, that's my queen and I'm forsaking my family for her. So that's a fair, <laughs> that, that's a fair argument, but I, I don't see what everybody else said when they said they did not see that change happening. I saw that change happening because gradually. I saw it so happening. To me, I, I just don't understand, you know, everybody has that argument of like, I didn't see it coming, I did. And I just find it interesting because I was like, really? Because you could slowly see her like slowly changing did the final moment see, i saw her going after people that wronged her but i just i didn't believe by that episode that she would go after innocent children because that was a big thing for her was protecting no, the fair. innocent that was what got me it's like okay yeah she could go in and go after the lannisters i could see her going after the armies i didn't i didn't track with her going after children in the streets that's fair. that's where that's when I was like I don't believe this. Okay, I can see that. I can agree with that. Mm -hmm. But like going into House of Dragon, I actually really I'm enjoying it. But I really really, same, really same. liked all of Game of Thrones. But I'm really enjoying it. Like I think the characters are interesting. I mean, there are times where I'm like I'm it's hard to follow because all they're doing is just like talking and talking and talking. And you're like, what are you talking about? I zoned out there for a minute but um i really do enjoy him i i enjoy damon that's because matt smith and he's wonderful and yeah i don't want to sound sultry but that man could have me if he liked yeah well because he's 11. well emily and i were also saying how we find it interesting how like for so long, Matt Smith was the good guy. Uh, mm -hmm. And then his most recent roles, he's been a bad guy. So we're like, he's clearly going through this thing where he's like, I don't want to be the good guy anymore. Um, um, and did you guys see it. The Crown? We haven't seen Not The Crown yet, yet no. Okay, because he wasn't, he wasn't good in that. I mean, he was good and then he did a great job as an actor. I had to remind myself that it was the doctor. Whereas like watching House of the Dragon, I'm like, yeah, it's Matt Smith in a wig. Um, but no, he's still doing a great job. I um, I appreciate that it's not, it's just different enough from Game of Thrones. That was my other thought because Game of Thrones at the beginning, we had 50 characters in the pilot that we were following. We met more in yeah. episode two. In House of the Dragon, it's just a few characters that we are following and now they're employing all of these time jumps in almost every single episode. And it's interesting. It's I'm curious to see where they're going to wrap the season in a couple of episodes. Um, I was just talking to Nakia about it. We were like, okay, are they going to end with like this generation and next season? Is it going to be another generation of Targaryens that we're going to follow? Because this is the house of the dragon. It's not 
you know, the story of Damon. It's just, it's the story of the Targaryens. Does that mean coming next season, it's going to be um, the next generation? Whoever doesn't die at the end of this season. <laughs> that would be an interesting take, too, because, you know, we're so used to this format of like this following the same people for season after season. But then shows like American Horror Story came out and other shows like I know The Crown does recasting or does different things as well. It's kind of becoming this new format where you can almost work at like a mini, a whole bunch of miniseries grouped together right. um, okay. so that it's easier to manage the whole overall storyline, yeah. um, which may help. You know, that might be, you know, something to look forward to. And that Plus, sense. I mean, I think people are trying to like wait and be like, when is Daenerys coming in and blah, 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 because she's a Targaryen. And it, I mean, I tried to remind Katie today. I was like, this is like way before Daenerys. At the beginning born. of the first episode, it's 170 years before Daenerys, yeah. Daenerys Targaryen was born. It's not that I forget that, but for me, it's me trying to remember which Aegon and which Viserys, like which one is most related to Daenerys. And so I think that's the hardest thing for me is trying to determine, okay, which one did they ever reference Viserys first of his name in Game of Thrones and like having to find out which one was the most mad, you know, because that's the I mean, I think they're all crazy because of all of the incest. So yes. they're all related to each other in several ways. Yes. <laughs> That's all you gotta remember. Oh yeah, and I had to remind Emily of that too. Like when when they hinted at it in spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it, um, they hinted. It's not really. I mean, it's spoiler alert if you haven't seen Game of Thrones at all. But um, when they reference like the way to keep what's her name, Ray Renera, like in the line and is to marry her brother who's two, and Emily was like. I was just like, did they Ew. just say, did they just like decide who his wife was going to be at two? I'm like, that's what you're thinking about? Like, it's her half brother. I mean, baby's two. So, so <laughs> um, we both had like two different thoughts. But then I also told her in Game of Thrones, they do mention that the Targaryens were known to wed mm. siblings together, which mm -hmm. if you didn't watch the original Game of Thrones, you're going to watch this and go, what am I watching? I do think in some ways, like, even though we do know Endgame, what is going to happen with the Targaryens, um, people who have never watched Game of Thrones are probably not going to know, they're not going to know certain things like that. And that is where it is important to have watched Game of Thrones before, because mm -hmm. there is exposition that you wouldn't know. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like the people who did not watch Game of Thrones feel like there's some part, like they're part of some kind of like exclusive club <laughs> that to the point that they will not watch House of the Dragons. They're like, no, I'm part of the 2% that has never watched Game of Thrones. That's that great. Is, Your medal's in the mail. So I feel like it's just Game of Thrones people watching. But I mean, I could be wrong. There could be some people who didn't watch Game of Thrones who are watching House of the Dragon. I would, if you are, please comment and tell us because that would be, I would love to hear your take on the show. Yeah. But, Anyway, also, I know we need to probably move on from this, but I do want to say if you have Twitter, uh, Ben Schwartz, we love Ben Schwartz, aka John Robbie has ever seen, yeah, or part of Schwartz and Middleditch, Middleditch and Schwartz, um, improv, yeah, uh, but anyway, he is unfortunately got the corona virus and has been binge watching Game of Thrones for the first time and has been relentlessly tweeting his thoughts. It's pretty funny. Um, 
Harley's interrupting the stream. He wanted to come in on the Game of Thrones. Anyway, too. so if you do have Twitter, check it out. It's it's like so many tweets. Every day I've had to go catch up and there's like 20, 30 tweets to catch up on. So it's it's funny. It's fun to see someone else going on this journey for the first time all these years later. So mm-hmm. I hope like he was saved from all spoilers because that'll just make it amazing. For the most part, it seems like he has been. Um, but yeah, like, and it's really funny in particular about when he's going through uh, people's deaths, uh, specifically Pedro Pascal's death. <laughs> um, so it's just, I, I recommend checking oh, it out if you want some, um, if you want some um, fun things to read on a boring afternoon. So yeah. Very good. Awesome. Awesome. House of the Dragon. We've got two more episodes left, I think, this season, and we're excited for them. I hope we do an episode of Con Guy post final episode of House of the Dragon season one, just so we can discuss it. I really want to hear Derek's thoughts. Um, so yeah, moving on, there's this film called Trick or Treat that I know nothing about. So Katie, can you explain the child with the burlap sack on their head? Yes. Um, so for those of you who may not be familiar with it, you might have heard me talk about it on a scare guy this last week, but there is this little cult following classic called Trick or Treat. Uh, it was a straight to DVD movie when it came out. Um, forget what year it came out. And I don't have my notes, unfortunately, but um, Emily is probably going to look it up right now for me. Um, but it has Anna Paquin in it. It has uh, John Luke Bilodeau. He's a really small part. 2007. 2007, yeah. And then the director is, I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now. Michael, Michael Doherty. Oh, yeah, Michael uh, Doughty or Doherty. I can't remember exactly how I say it. Um, and they did have a screening at Beyond Fest on October 1st where he did a Q&A with it. Um, but basically the gist of it is, is it is a four, four little miniature films all in one. They do tie in um, and the, all things that they have in common are this little cute, cute kid named Sam. Uh, if you guys follow any Halloween stuff, you'll see it's a it's a kid in an orange jumpsuit with a burlap sack on his head. He carries around a lollipop with that has a bite out of it. Um, and it's if you don't love horror, it's still it's not like out of your mind horror, scary, jump scary. Um, it is a little bit violent. Um, there's definitely um, some like vomiting. There's <laughs> people getting cut, people getting stabbed, but it's not nowhere near a slasher film. Um, so it is a good way to kind of ease yourself into horror in my, in your, in my opinion. That said, it is still pretty, pretty messed up. And like, messed and up. basically it follows, um, it's all, all takes place on Halloween night. And it basically goes over, there's rules on Halloween that you need to follow. And if you don't follow them, bad things will happen, which is, you know, not blowing out the candles on your jack-o'-lantern, keeping your jack-o'-lanterns lit, checking your candy, um, forget all of them at the moment. So they're kind of based off of that. And you just kind of follow everybody in this little town of, I believe it's Ohio, I want to something say, like something that. like that. Um, and it's become like a cult classic. And it came to theaters for the first time on the 6th. And Emily and I were able to go see it mm-hmm. at a Regal Theater last week. Uh, we even found um, the little candy bars called Holly Ho Candy Bars is what they eat in the movie. And it is one of the candy bars that has a razor blade in it, which is what Sam uses to kill some people or hurt some people. So we actually found at FYE's um, and or chocolate bar. made the candy bar. So I ate that while watching the movie. 
It was pretty good. That's actually really good. Yeah, it was pretty good. There was no razor blades in it. No, yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, but it was like a chocolate bar with caramel on the inside and then peanuts on top of it. Um, so yeah, and it it's good, scary Halloween fun. But so if you're somebody in- that's so for somebody that's testing the water in a film like this, do any dogs or any animals get hurt? Yes. Unfortunately, yes. Emily forgot about okay. that. So um, if somebody was able to handle like season one to three of American Horror Story, would they also be able to handle this? Or is this maybe yes. a little less, a little bit worse? Where would you um, rank it? I'd say it's kind of like not season two. Season two of American Horror Story, I think, is more intense than Trick or Treat is. Um, Asylum is pretty, pretty heavy on the gore, at least from what I recall. Um, Coven Mm -hmm. is is not I wouldn't compare it to Coven because Coven was a lot more darkness, not so much like slashery. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's kind of scary in the way that murder house is like it's it's subtle here and there there's not it's not like constant jump scares but there is i would i'd say if you like american horror story or you've watched it you could probably handle this for sure um but if you are queasy in any way shape or form it's not for you because there is there's a lot of especially like seeing it on theater in theaters i've only seen it on the small screen uh there's certain details that you don't see uh, on the small screen that you see on the big screen and certain scenes when they're bloody read a lot differently on the big screen than on the small screen as well so that was yeah. another thing where i was like oh that that kind of got me um and certain things but and there's some good twists which i think is really important with horror films is the little twists that you learn mm-hmm. later on in the movie and this does have those um and at beyond fest they did say that they are in talks and in pre-production of discussions of doing a sequel. So that is um, something to be excited about. They've kind of heard rumors about it for years, but they finally mentioned that they are, you know, trying to figure it out and talk about it and possibly get that made. So, yeah. Awesome. It's pre, cool. it's pre yeah. True Blood, Anna Paquin, or right when it started. I can't Probably remember exactly, right, right when about when it started. Um, so post X-Men, but around True Blood time. So. Okay. And True Blood is way more intense than this movie is. So, well, it's a different right. kind of a different, intense. yeah, yeah, different kind. But yeah, thank you for explaining that because it's like I knew very little about it, but I knew that you loved it. So, um, did you have any final thoughts you wanted to share, or was that it? All I'm just saying, disclaimer: this is a little bit of a spoiler, but I don't care. The dog does die. Yes. Okay. Thank you. So, but you don't actually see it or anything. But I just know what happened, and then yeah. it broke my heart. Yeah, you know what happened. Yeah. Um, they do it well in the sense that they did not break the carnal rule like uh, Chaos Walking did, uh, which is you know showing it. Uh, that's an, mm-hmm. a, a thing you don't do in movies if you guys aren't aware. Uh, so, uh, and but that is a disclaimer. So you don't have to go on Does the Dog Die website to find out. We'll tell you that. Well, I'll tell you because <laughs> she forgot. I forgot and it made me sad again. Yeah. And I love dogs, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Awesome. Well, for people who don't like gory, scary things as much, um, another awesome movie has come out this Halloween. It draws on September 30th on Disney Plus, and that is Hocus Pocus 2. We all watched it together at a watch party that I thought was awesome. I loved having you guys there. So Hocus Pocus is very much a millennial cult classic. 
What if um, we just each share maybe the first time we saw Hocus Pocus and what the film means to us, and then we can go into sharing what we thought of Hocus Pocus too. Well, Emily, you have seen it the longest. You should probably see it. I have seen it the longest. I really don't remember the first time I watched it because I've watched it pretty much every single Halloween for my whole life. Um, my mom is super big into it. She loves Bette Midler. So um, she didn't really believe in like sheltering us from like witches and that kind of thing because she's like, it's not real, it's witches. Like, <laughs> it's not anything bad. There's nothing devil like really to it. And she's just like, it's just a fun movie. So we grew up watching Hocus Pocus. Um, it's one of my favorite Halloween movies. It's the one I have to watch every Halloween and I absolutely love it. It is so fun. And I've always wanted to dress up as Sarah Sanderson and I've never have. And it's really sad. Oh, we should uh, just do the Sanderson sisters, you guys, the three of us. Sometimes. I know, that right? Would be that would be so fun. That'd be really fun. So yeah, I mean, I have the whole growing up with it thing going on my side. I have the nostalgia. I have every, all of it. So. And then awesome. I think I probably Katie. was the one to watch it second uh, to the three of us. Um, I don't know. Actually, I don't know when today I saw it, but I didn't see it till a few years ago. I think it was during 2019 or 2020. Yeah, it was our first year um, living together. So it would have been around then um, because, you know, it was the movie that being surrounded by my love for Halloween it was one of those things I didn't talk about very much. Like everybody would be freaking out about Hocus Pocus and I would kind of just sit and not really contribute to the conversation because I did not watch it growing up but was not allowed to watch it growing up. And so to me, it was like, okay, it's a movie. Like, that's cool that you all love it. I have no nostalgic attachment to it because an uh, attachment because of nostalgia is like a huge thing. And so like, I've noticed with watching it later in my life, when I finally did watch it, is you, you're comparing it to like, oh, everybody says this movie is special. And you're as much as you try to like, not put a lens on it for that reason, you do. And I did do that. And Emily can remember, like, I enjoyed it. I wasn't like, oh my gosh, this is the best Halloween movie ever. Um, and I wasn't like, this is the worst Halloween movie ever. It was just a fun movie. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, it had that that total 90s vibe that I grew up watching movies like that. So, um, but like, I think with Hocus Pocus specifically, that nostalgia is very important as to how much you like it or not, um, because that is one of those films for sure. Yeah, I have about the same response because I watched it with my best friend who also grew up loving it. And <laughs> um, she laughs at like the very corny jokes that the rest of us are just kind of like, oh, like acknowledgement chuckle. She will laugh so hard at them. So I think because of that, it got like, I was like doing the whole like, it's not that funny. What is wrong with you? When I watched it the first time. But um, I warmed up to it later when um, I'm pretty sure I watched it a second time, although I don't remember when that would have been. Um, but yeah, my roommate organized this night to do a double feature and it was fun to watch it a second time. And I got to say, I really loved Hocus Pocus too. I, maybe it's because I didn't have as much nostalgia, um, like Emily did for the first one, but I think it was definitely tailored to our audience and, you know, the 20 and 30 something millennials that grew up with it. 
And of course, the fact that we had Tony Hale in it um, from Arrested Development and Veep and so many other great things and Hannah Winningham from Ted Lasso at the very beginning. And then Doug Jones, who you guys might know as um, Billy, the zombie character, he has been in every Guillermo del Toro thing since then. And they gave him more screen time. Loved that. I loved some of the jokes that were happening. And my favorite part of the movie though, easily, was just that opening scene where we saw the young Sanderson sisters. What oh my gosh, they guys? were amazing. They were those girls that killed it as the young Sandersons, I thought. Like all of them had like the mannerisms and the voices just on so point. Good. I could have watched a whole film of that. I could have too. So I want good. them to make a whole film of it because I would love to right? see them turning into the witches they are. I loved it. I um I thought some of the jokes were a little better this round, but again, it's like meant for our audience. And um yeah, I just I I think you know this like Sister Act 2 is better the second time around. What what are your thoughts on it, Katie? Um, so this was the second time I'd seen Hocus Pocus. I do did like it better the second time, actually. I think it's because those original expectations were no longer there because I had already seen it. So I was able to kind of just enjoy it as a rewatch, which I do think is a good way to kind of tell if a movie is good or not. Like if it's worse the second time, like, you know, it's not good. If it's better the second time, then you're like, okay, maybe there's something here like that I didn't see before, or maybe I'm starting to get it now. Um, and then the second one, I just thought it, it was charming. That's my best word to describe it. Um, you know, we were living in this era of, of either remakes or continuations of stories. You know, we've had Ghostbusters that came out. Um, what was the other big one? There was another big one that did that. Um, and you know, like with Ghostbusters, it was it was great. It was a great continuation of the story. So I think that the the thing I was most worried about going into this movie was that it was going to be a remake. And you, you don't want to remake a movie like this because there are a lot of people, it would be impossible to please people. It's already impossible to please people. There are people tearing this movie as apart to shreds but it's even more so if you remake it and so telling a new story to um, a new audience and an old audience is a really hard thing to balance and i do think they balanced it well they balanced the easter eggs that are hidden throughout the movie so that the people who have that nostalgic connection were still able to see that you know costumes came back from the original movie oh, yeah, that was awesome. um but in some ways it was a little bit i mean emily will probably touch on it more but like there are certain things that i liked and didn't like um I don't remember who it was that mentioned it, but online I saw someone say, this works as a DCOM. And for those who are not millennials, DCOM stands for Disney Channel Original Movie. Uh, it works as a DCOM, but it wouldn't have worked in theaters because I don't think it has the theatrical appeal that the first one did. The first one had the theatrical appeal. Um, so in that way, you do kind of have to compare it to, it is a Disney Plus streaming movie. Yeah, uh, for exactly. a <laughs> So, and... But it, it was fun. At the end of the day, I had fun. It was, it, it had this just like childlike, still had this childlike quality, which made the first one good. Um, and to be able to see original people uh, come back in. I mean, using um, Roombas. That was my favorite part. Yeah, was a that was amazing. Kathy and Jimmy on the Roombas instead of the vacuum cleaner. I was like, yes, it is yeah, 2020. That, one, that was perfect. And I'm here for it. Little, little <laughs> details that 
that makes a, a big difference when you're translating something to 30 years later. Or like Sarah on the Swiffer instead yeah. of the mop. Like, yeah. So they just really took time to, I think, appreciate all the different audiences who would watch this movie, which was important. So. All right. Is it my turn? It is your turn. Yeah, I was about to say, what, what did you love the most? <laughs> okay. Uh, that I mean, Billy Butcher is my favorite. He's always been my favorite. And I love that he got more airtime. Mm -hmm. Let me preference this. What I'm going to say about this is I really enjoyed the movie. I would watch it again. I do not think it was better than the first one. I think the story in the first one was way better. Um, and I actually had a conversation with my whole family about this <laughs> last or last night, last night, last night. Yeah, yeah last night. Last night. Yes, yesterday was Sunday. Um, <laughs> So I had a full conversation about my family because we've all watched it. We all grew up watching it, obviously. And um, we all agree that the first one was better and the story was just stronger in the first one. Um, I think they did a really great job with what they had. I think they had a good job. Like the girls were actually the, the teenagers in the movie, like the fighting the sisters and stuff. I thought they were fantastic. Mm -hmm but I didn't feel like they were in any kind of danger at any time. Like I didn't feel like their stakes were high enough. I didn't feel like um, a lot of stakes weren't, weren't high enough as of where in like the first movie, you see them trying to like kill the kids. Like they were actually <laughs> sucking their soul out, you know, they didn't really get into that at all or anything. Mm -hmm. um, they just talked a lot about wanting to kill people <laughs> and never did anything. <laughs> um, but it was so wonderful to see them together again. Um, I'm not a big fan of the song they chose yeah. for it. I'm also not a big fan that they did the exact same spell that they did in the first movie. I think they could have gotten a little bit more original and come up with something new. That's just me. Um, but um, it's just so hard when I put a spell on you. It's just such an iconic hocus pocus song yeah it's so iconic and it's hard to to uh follow up with that because people love that song and people sing it on halloween and play it on halloween up to this day i don't think it's gonna be that way with the song that they chose for the second one definitely not i don't think so but there were very there were aspects of the movie that i love like I, like you said the kids in the beginning perfect they were fantastic. They as were soon so as, perfect. As soon as yeah. Sarah talked, I was just like, oh my gosh, she is Sarah. Like, that is a Sarah thing. Like, they were just so amazing. And I would love, love a movie of them following those kids into turning into the Sanderson sisters that we know and love today. Um, on the other part, with the, the teenagers who have the, who have the book now and everything, I think they could do a really good job with a, a TV show, like a Disney Plus show coming out with that. People would like that. I think it would be good for the new generation. Yeah. I think if I had one big complaint about Hocus Pocus 2, it would be that they didn't reveal that the magic was as dark as they did in the first one. I mean, that was a thing. The first one was this book was handed to her by Satan himself. <laughs> And they kind of changed that in the second one because it's just another witch. And they saw it as something that was just fun and silly. Whereas, like you mentioned in the first, it's, you know, they're going to kill 
children. We mm -hmm. didn't have that in the second one. It was just something, a fun and silly adventure. Um, so I think that definitely could have been improved upon. And although one side note, if you guys are on TikTok, you should check out um, Disney Plus had some pieces of interviews to, uh, from Hocus Pocus 2, one of them with, with Doug Jones, you might know as Billy Butcherson, and he talked about just being on set and getting to sing yes. with Bette Midler. And it that. was, it. yeah, it was so much fun. So yeah, get on TikTok and check out some of the stuff Disney Plus posted, posted about Hocus Pocus because it's really great. And um, yeah, if you've seen Shape of Water, um, the TV show, What We Do in the Shadows, you are probably a fan of Doug Jones without realizing it because he's always in a crazy costume that keeps you from recognizing him. But did you guys have any other thoughts that you wanted to mention about Hocus Pocus too? I yeah. mean, oh, go ahead. I do want to mention too the book. Um, okay. They updated that book amazingly. And mm. when that book shed a tear, I shed a tear. And they gave so much personality, more yeah. personality to the book because they could because of the updated technology and stuff. And I just thought it was amazing. It was probably one of my other favorite parts besides Billy, because like I said, Billy has just always been my favorite. Loved him in the first one, calls her a wench. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. <laughs> and so, um, but the book was just fantastic. Loved the book. And like I said, when I cried, I'm getting choked up even thinking about the book crying. <laughs> Okay, what were you going to say? My final thoughts is kind of echoing kind of off of what Danae and Emily both said about the the, the new characters. Um, obviously, we had the three the three girls who were the new characters. And as much as I do think that they did a good job at balancing the new generation with the old, it also did hold it back a little bit. Um, I feel like the movie would have been fine without them as well. Um, I don't feel like they absolutely were necessary uh, in the plot. Um, it felt like Disney setting up for more movies or a, like Emily said, a TV series. And that's something I'm not a massive fan of in movies. Um, sometimes a movie can be fine without additional characters. You know, we all watched it for the Sanderson sisters. Um, mm -hmm. So that was the one, one kind of like, I can see why people don't like it. Um, it yeah. did seem a little bit bubblegum um, compared to the original, like you were saying, it's not as dark. Um, which is just a sign of the times, which can be fine. Uh, don't don't get me wrong, but it's also like just sometimes we don't want that sugar coating on stuff. Um, it was a little, it made it a little predictable as well. Like I mean, the, everything that was with the new girls to me, none of it was surprising. It was it was oh she's gonna be a witch. Oh wait, she was like there wasn't anything that surprised me about it. It was just like I know where this is going. And to me, that was very much obvious that it was a decom. That's the main reason why I would say it would not have worked in theaters because it fair. felt like a Disney Channel movie. Yeah, I completely agree yeah. with that. Yeah, not saying they didn't do a good job. I but they did a good job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I had so much fun. I personally don't think I could get on board with the Hocus Pocus show because, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it, skipped ahead. But the film did end with us saying goodbye to the Sanderson sisters. And yeah, that absolutely. is what makes Hocus Pocus. So if that's they are not a part of a TV show or a, maybe a third movie, I, I doubt I will be watching it. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I probably wouldn't watch a TV show either. But like I said, for the newer generation, I think it could be good for kids. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't watch it if the Sanderson sisters or Billy wasn't in it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, okay. If Billy was in it, maybe. I'd probably watch it <laughs> if, if, if Billy there was, was like, in it. If there was like more of the time frame between when one of Fred says that she's dating him, because, you know, they talk about in the movie about how like, oh, we kissed once, like, and he like says this thing. But what we know from the original Hocus Pocus is that, oh, they were boyfriend, but they weren't. So if there was a story of that, like in between time, I would watch that. Yeah, that's her. what I'm telling you. Yeah. From exactly. Oh yeah, like this where they left off, yeah. and then where the girls be, no find out that they're going to be witches, and then yeah. up until the sisters we love, yeah. until that story, I would. Oh yeah, I would much it. prefer that to something about the girls we met in Hocus Pocus too. Yeah. Like that. I love that that little. Oh no, we didn't date. Like, what are you talking about? I mean, yeah, like, that was even in that oh, beginning God. part, they mentioned Billy, and yeah. he, he's just like, "What?" Because like, she's <laughs> like, "I want to be with Mary Billy," and he's like, "What? No!" And that's like, "Oh, you saw that, my young yeah. Billy," and I wanted to see more. Of that him. was so good. Yeah, so we definitely recommend these movies. Um, I would recommend doing a double feature so you can catch a lot of the jokes. Um, Absolutely. Especially if you're going to do it with popcorn and can't caramel apples like we did. It was the best yeah. time. So that, um, that kind of completes our list of stuff that we wanted to talk about tonight. But we are in the middle of Halloween season. And I know we've discussed on other podcasts what we're excited to watch coming up. I'm just curious, do you guys have like costume plans that you want to share? Or is it going to be like a surprise kind of a thing? Because I mean, we have already two Halloween parties we've been invited to just in the con guy sphere here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so despite my being a costumer and a cosplayer, you would think that I would have had my costume idea already. But the thing is, is when you are a creative person like me, there is nothing you don't want to do. So when you're trying to decide what to be, your brain can't focus. Uh, so we're still trying to figure it out. So it will be, it's a surprise to us currently. Well, I mean, I've had ideas, yes. but for myself, because guess what? We're not a couple. We don't <laughs> have to do a couple costume. Yes, true. I had an idea I mean, that I was going to do. Money were not an issue. I know that the three of us would pull all the stops on some fantastic costumes. Like we just said, we could be the Sanders and sisters and it would be dope. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, I gave her the idea where I dress up as Dwight Schrute with the pumpkin on my head. And I love she can it. dress up as Jim with a bat chasing me, trying to get the pumpkin off. That's perfect. You guys should do that. I thought it would be hilarious. Then she also said sexy Jim and sexy Dwight. Because you know how in the office they have Nellie be sexy Toby? Be sexy Toby, yeah. Yeah, why can't we be sexy Dwight and sexy Jim? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm a big Office fan, so I love both of those ideas. Yeah. I mean, like I said, we have two parties. So you could do, you know, one Jim and Dwight for one party and then the other Jim and Dwight for the other party. Yeah. True. It's true. She just doesn't want to do something that simple. I'm just like, I think it would be great. I want to do something simple if it's like really if, clever. If you want like, to be Dwight, I yeah. want you be Dwight. It's more just like for me. So for <laughs> me, I think it's also hard because like I have some costumes in the past that I'm like, that was my peak. And I feel like I need to constantly outdo myself. You don't have to. And I know I don't have to. Uh, just have I made a joke with Emily about like, you know, as a customer, I've always made my own stuff. I've always been like, I need to do something clever. I never buy like just generic costumes. Like a part of me was like, I should just be like a ketchup bottle or something like generic where you just get the costume and wear it. India's cat. Mm -hmm. 
Because like, I mean, I have to say with each year, I'm more and more into the what's going to be the most comfortable costume that I can wear as I am drinking hard seltzers and eating a lot of candy. Like that's, that's my goal is comfort and a stretchy waistline. (laughs) I have always, there is a dream costume that I've always wanted to figure out a way to do and never have, but I've always wanted to dress up as um, Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. And I mean like the actual factory and have like an edible costume, like all of candy or candy wrappers. Oh, that would be amazing. And like in, in this vision, the wig would be red vines or red Twizzlers would be Twizzlers because they're more moldable to a wig. Um, but you would have to be worried because I would come around and eat. Your I know costume. that's, that's the other kicker is people would be like, but I'm going to eat this candy. I'd be like, but that's always been like a <laughs> one thing I've always wanted to do. The candy like, that's covered with glue to make it stick together. That's yeah, that's the issue. But yeah, for me, like, cause like <laughs> I'm a cosplayer, but like, I don't usually like to cosplay on Halloween. I like to kind of go more with like, a concept or something out of the box. Um, but yeah, I mean, and plus like two years ago, we wore our tits in a box cosplay, a costume and like, it was a big hit. Like why would, how, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. What about you, Danae? What what do you got planned? I am very excited for my costume. I kind of want to keep it a secret. Okay. okay. That's fair. But I, there, I've already given a hint towards it in this episode that we recorded. I'll go with that. I have a feeling I know what it's related to. You okay. probably know what it is. I might have told you guys already because I was really <laughs> excited when but, like, I found one piece and I was like, oh, I could be this for Halloween. And yeah. I just jumped in and bought it like right away yeah. on an impulse. I, I, do I, have a, remember. I do have a question though. What's up? Do we want to have like, for people watching the show and following our social media channels, do we want to have like a costume contest and tell people like submit your costumes and people and we can like choose our favorite and vote for our favorite? I love that idea for our last fun guy episode before um, for Halloween. Yeah. So, you know, go ahead and tag the con guy and the con girls in all of your favorite Halloween costumes and we will share them on the show and pick our favorites. Which I feel like I it would just it. be like a, a five-way tie because each of us would have a different favorite. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So yeah, so we'll we'll try to post about it on our social medias and stuff and let's try to do this. Make a make an official costume con guy, I con girl. I, I tell you what I've guy. always wanted to do that we have to talk Jim into it. I would love to have a ghost story episode of the con guy of user submitted ghost stories. Possibly as well as con guy and con girl ghost stories. If we have some that we want to share that we can tag along with like favorite Halloween memories. I don't know if listeners would be into that, but um, I would love to. As a con girl thing though, because we like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And also also like for anybody who's watching this or listening to us on, you know, Apple or Spotify, which is also where you can find us if you're listening is um, you can, let us know like we're very much into true crime and we kind of as women kind of drift towards that but we do understand that there is a lot of podcasts about that so let us know if there's anything that you're like oh i kind of want to know your guys's thoughts on this from a female perspective let us know in the comments or on twitter all of our mm-hmm. twitters or instagrams are right here um just let us know because we would love to know what you guys want to see or what you want to listen to and we're always trying to think of different ideas and stuff like that so any input honestly always accepted so i need you guys to finish Dahmer so we can talk about it on here yeah 
We haven't Spoiler even started. Alert. He is a serial killer. Yeah. What? Yeah. Spoiler alert. He's a Spoiler alert. Jeffrey Dahmer was a serial killer the whole time. I had no idea. Um, but that said, <laughs> for anybody who is listening or watching to uh, watching this podcast, we will be doing some sort of coverage on Dahmer, um, whether it be Emily and I posting videos of us reacting, but we will probably try to do an overall episode review uh, series review with Danae about it. And we might even be able to compare it to other Netflix uh, serial killer, true crime stuff. Um, we never even talked about under the banner of heaven. So there's all sorts of things that we could talk about in this true crime uh, era. And um, I, that said, before, before we wrap it up, I just want to say I'm also super excited that American Horror Story is coming back because <laughs> I thought it wasn't coming back this year because I hadn't seen anything really? about it. And oh my gosh, Zachary Quinto is coming back <laughs> and I could not be happier. I saw that. It almost fills the hole of Evan Peters not being there. I said almost because nothing can fill the hole that Evan Peters not being in it will bring on me. But, but... That said, uh, stoked that it's coming back. I hope it's better than the second half of last season. That's all I have to say. I, because I didn't finish even like last season of American Horror Story, which was. I don't think we did either. We didn't watch the, we didn't watch the second story. We watched the first part of Double Feature and we watched one episode of the second part and we're like, no. I mean, I didn't, I, besides American Horror Stories, there was the American Horror Story and it was the guy writing and um evan peters and the mom barney's mom from how i met your mother were other artists that turned him into a vampire basically was that the story uh-huh yeah i didn't we, finish we that, that one. Oh, we, <laughs> loved, we loved that one that one was really, really? it was it was the alien premise we did not like. it was the second story that we could oh get. there's an alien premise in that too <laughs> it was double feature so the first one was so, that and the second one yeah, was so a whole new cast with the first half stuff. was the that vampire one and the second half of the season was the alien thing and, it was and they had uh what's her name the the pilot who went missing oh wait, you know Earhart. yeah amelia Earhart was like a character in it and stuff like that it was it was random it was, it was weird. weird yeah that's so. that is weird i i gotta say i do miss like some some of the american horror stories i liked best were the ones that took place um in the past they that were not present day like i loved um Asylum is always my favorite. I really enjoyed Coven, which had a lot of things in the past, some modern. And then I think everybody liked Freak Show. I don't know a person who didn't enjoy it. I so. know a lot of people who did not like Freak Show. Really? Um, yeah. She made me watch it, and I don't like clowns or anything. Oh, okay. So I, for me. I think Freak Show was the last season I actually enjoyed. American Horror Story. Interesting. My honest. favorite my favorite seasons will always be Hotel and Render House. Like I haven't mm -hmm. she hasn't watched Hotel yet, but um it is seasons, going so. to be the next one we watch because um I love Hotel. I think it's fantastic. I, I, I have Hotel. thoughts, I have questions about Hotel, but I'll ask you when we finish the broadcast here. Sounds good. <laughs> when we finish recording. Um so yeah, well I guess to finish up for this evening, you guys, happy Halloween. Um above all, let's remember in this season of spooks and scares and um, tricks to always do your best to be excellent to each other. The best pranks are the ones that confuse, don't abuse, don't break someone's possession, don't hurt someone physically. Instead, cover their room in plastic dinosaurs that make them go, where did all these plastic dinosaurs come from? 
That's a We're way better brand. And I am Janae. You can find me on Instagram at the NAYS. Guys, where can we find Um, You can find me on Instagram and I guess TikTok now because I finally downloaded that. I haven't posted anything because I'm still confused about it. But uh, my thing is at M. Gibson Girl. It's down in the little right over here. Uh, and you can find me across all social media, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Twitch. I feel like there's probably something else in there, but I'm not sure. At KT underscore Christine. I will eventually get back on Twitch. I'm going to try to start doing some more streams, but, you know, life happened. Uh, you can also find me helping with the Congirl socials. We have some cool stuff that we're trying to figure out in the works. Uh, so just stay tuned to our Instagram for more details because I do not think we have made a Congirls Twitter yet. So we'll try to get on that. Um, but yeah, excited to bring you another show. Hopefully soon we'll see you guys back again. And then make sure you do uh, check us out on uh, Insta on, wow, sorry. Check us out on YouTube if you want to watch the video um, or you can check us out on, like I said, Spotify or Apple um, podcasts, anywhere where you listen if you want to if listening is more your jam, you can find us there as well. So stay spooky, awesome. y'all. Well, this has been great. Thank you guys, and we will see you soon. Have a happy Halloween. Ah! Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the T Public store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.